Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 40! It's episode 40! Episode 40 of the New Truth Podcast? <laughs> what? 40? 40. You all, some of you have been with us for 40 weeks, have absolutely been with us for 40 weeks, and we are so grateful for all of your support, for subscribing to our podcast, for sharing every episode, for joining us. You're looking at me funny. What? I just have to say, <laughs> I'm looking at you funny. I, no, I'm just thinking episode 40. And then I had a flashback to February when we first launched it. And I'm just thinking like, holy crap. Little did we know we were creating, we were like birthing our baby just as the world was about to go to shit. <laughs> like, it's like the perfect time to birth this baby. So women have this anchor, especially like I mean, through COVID, like so many breakups have happened. So many relationships were being challenged. So many single women were feeling more lonely than normal. And I just feel like it was, of course, it was divine timing, but it was such divine timing that, epi or that we launched it when we did. Yes. And here we are 40 episodes later. What? And the year is like <laughs> whipping by. I thought you were, I just got, I thought you were going to ask me to stop the recording. Oh, <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I was like, what was wrong? But I, but I realized that was the Kate in like deep thought face. Yes. So I will, yes. I will remember that. And <laughs> I can't believe it's been 40 episodes and this has been so incredibly important to me. And I am pretty sure this keeps happening to you too, Kate. Messages every day. Messages every day, every day from yeah. women who are saying how much they love the podcast. And we are yes. so, so grateful for you for that. And we are also super proud of the women that we have interviewed on this podcast. And we decided to do a part two for all of you with Dr. Valerie, because we went live with her in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. And if you are not already in that group, get your butt in there, because that's <laughs> where you get all the insider info about what Kate and I are up to in our businesses, hearing the stories of other women who are also following along on this podcast, because we know that is so incredibly important. And episode 39 was how to stop settling in relationships with Dr. Valerie. And in the live, she totally dropped some serious like wisdom and love bombs around the way patriarchy shows up in relationship and how to transform your relationship, how to really name the dynamic between men and women. And most of all, how women can step into their power and truth and challenge the status quo around the way men and women do romantic partnership. So yes. if you are in relationship and if you want to really 
actually ensure that you call in a partner who is committed to equality and equanimity and respect in relationship, you are not going to want to miss this. So we're sharing that conversation with you. Yes. Yeah. So many times, um, so many things she said in the, in the Facebook live yesterday, I was like, Oh shit. We, like she should have said that. Oh, she said, I wish she said that on the episode. So I'm so glad that we're using it as episode 40. And, um, just to, just to remind you, or for those of you who haven't, if you haven't listened to episode 39, definitely go back and listen. Um, and it, probably makes more sense to go back and listen to it first. But um, just to give you a little heads up on who Dr. Valerie is, Dr. Valerie Rain, she wrote a book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder. And she's actually a good friend of mine. And um, Catherine had reached out to me one day and said, oh my God, I'm reading this book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder. It's so good. You need to read it. And then my friend Kelsey said the same thing like two days later. And I'm like, what? That's my friend's book. So anyway, she's amazing. She's totally freaking brilliant, beyond brilliant. And ever since I read the book, I'm now, I, I'm noticing myself. I used to use the word patriarchy from time to time, like you and I would throw it out there. But I feel like I get it on such a deeper level now. And I'm just using it left, right, and center. I'm like, oh, there's PSD. There's patriarchy <laughs> stress disorder. Oh, it's infringing upon everything. So definitely, yeah, go back to that episode. And I can't wait for us to share our conversation with her from the Facebook Live. And yeah. Yeah. So enjoy the conversation. We hope it moves you and fires you up the way it did for us. And as always, if you love it, please share it. So we'll see you soon. Enjoy. You soon. Amazing. We are officially live. And hello. Hello to the New Truth Movement Facebook group. And Dr. Valerie, thank you so much for being with us again. Your yeah. episode this week has been a hit. I'm pretty sure Woo-hoo. I have like 50 friends reading patriarchy stress <laughs> disorder right now. So we feel super, super grateful and blessed to get to talk to you again. And I'm so excited to see what questions come through from all of our community today. It's Thank so you. it's so cool how you coined this term, patriarchy stress disorder, PSD. And how fast it becomes integrated. I mean, for me personally, and I'm imagining mm-hmm. for all the women that read it, how fast it's become integrated in my language. Like I say constantly, oh, that's patriarchy stress disorder. Oh, there's another patriarchy stress disorder. <laughs> I had this um, I had this post come through just, a, I, I was thinking about the word boss. And I was talking to a client of mine who um, was like, oh, my bo- I don't want to let down my boss, my boss. And I was like, wait, why do we call it my boss? Like the, it infers that somebody else is the boss of us. And that's how most people that have bosses perceive the dynamic, that they're mm. powerless and that the other person is the boss of them and is in control yeah. of them. And there's just like, there's so much in our language and in our, in our day-to-day everything to unpack that's been influenced by this. Oh, absolutely. I love it. And um, my daughter actually coined uh, the verb patriarching around. Oh, nice. So good. Because that's apparently what kids do. They patriarch around as in boys on the playground, not listening to girls. Right. Uh, And she's quick to call that out. 
Yeah, she's almost ten, and that, that she she coined wow. came up with that one uh, about a year ago. If not that. So, so things are really coming into the language and I'm so glad. This is my favorite piece of feedback hearing from women. Thank you for giving language to something I felt and mm-hmm. known my entire life. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to be validated. We need yes. language matters. Language yes. matters, as you said, Kate. It's And yes. knowing that there is a name for what you're experiencing and the name is not you. You are not broken. You don't need fixing. It, it is this um, intergenerational collective trauma that now yes. has a name, PSD, that we can, because we know it is not us. It is not our character flaw. It is not mm-hmm. our failing. We can now extract ourselves from that, look mm-hmm. at it, have leverage and heal. Yes, exactly. And re- and remember that we're not alone. And that's the yes. that's the most common thing I hear when leading group experiences is as soon as the women start hearing other women's stories, they're like, "Oh wait, you too? Wait, you feel that even you feel that way about yourself?" Like it's it's every woman. It doesn't matter if she looks on the surface like she's got it all together. Every single one of us has that. Is there something wrong with me? I'm not good enough. I don't matter. And like, we're all working on overtime trying to prove ourselves. And yeah. It's so precious to be able to be with each other and share what we thought were our deepest secrets about how we are so broken beyond repair and that have kept us in silos of shame for so long. And so when we have women, that's why we started have, it's a big reason why we started having those experiences, those live virtual retreats that we now have every season and they're free to attend. And every woman Mm -hmm. from all over the world can have the experience of being witnessed in her truth uh, by other women and it's it's astonishing that all these women including myself who grew up all over the world in different cultures speaking different languages different circumstances different social classes and races and we have all experienced the same patriarchal trauma and the same patriarchal conditioning and that translated into the same exact stories that until recently we interpreted as stories of our brokenness mm-hmm. and they happen to be the stories of patriarchal trauma mm-hmm. the more we witness each other in that and affirm that for each other the more we get liberated together because collective trauma requires collective healing we cannot heal it doing one-on-one work we cannot heal it in isolation or do, do it yourself it is not a do-it-yourself project and and nothing is in life really nothing is a do-it-yourself project in life and it's one of those patriarchal colonial myths that oh the myth of the lone the lone wolf you know a strong woman she gets it done and the truth is who benefits patriarchy benefits because a lone woman cannot go far Mm -hmm. exactly we go collectively yeah, collectively and together we rise. It's the no more lone wolf. <laughs> no more doing it on our own. I'm so happy this just got brought up because I think here we are in COVID where mm-hmm. people are isolated now more than ever. And that the, the setup so that I don't ever share what I'm actually feeling So then I can't ever actually know that I'm not alone, right? (laughs) Like it's that real, of course, group experiences are healing, but it's the vulnerability of recognizing that I've been set up not to share 
right from inside patriarchy i also have to be perfect and have no struggle and if i can't do it on my own you know then there must be something wrong with me so i must work harder um and i've had the most beautiful i have two clients um dr valerie one who after reading your book found the courage to actually leave her job and is starting um, out on her own. And another client that I just spoke to yesterday where we did a practice around her naming her desires and then naming the support she needed to get there with the same amount of love because I really, especially as an entrepreneur, because I did this, right? Announcements of big launches made you know X amount of dollars, which was amazing. But the story I told myself was I should be able to do that on my own. Mm. because there wasn't any language of women who were willing to name the team that they had around them. Oh, this is so important. Yes. And we're in, you know, the thing that I, and Kate, let us know if there's any questions, but here we are with stop settling in relationships. And I imagine Dr. Valerie, you can speak to this with such a beautiful and supportive partner that actually we are allowed to have a partner who believes in our dreams and yeah. supports our dreams and adds to our life rather than the settling in relationship where women shrink to keep the relationship mm. over becoming the fullest expression of who they are and actually trusting the container can hold them where mm. each person's growing, each person's rising. So I'm wondering, at least for me, I'd love to hear you speak about kind of patriarchy and relationship and what it's like having a a supportive partner that you're shining more, right? In your life, more gets to happen. Yes, this is such a perfect segue, Catherine, um, talking about women naming support for their desires Mm. and then talking about patriarchy in relationships. I actually just had this experience a few days ago where um, um, there is this amazing woman who wants to be a, a part of our program and she she she's very clear that's what she wants and that's what she needs to get support in healing PSD so she can launch her big vision um, and she's transitioning from corporate she's been very successful in corporate but that also led to burnout and that's when my book found her and everything made sense how PSD was driving it and the physical symptoms and now she's been out of corporate for a year hasn't really made strides um, in her business per se we know it's PSD at play and it's baffling to women who have been successful in other structures and patriarchal structures to realize, oh my gosh, how come I'm not putting myself out there? And again, not your fault. It's PSD. It's never been safe for women to put themselves out there. And that's what the nervous system is reacting to. And so that's what happened. And that, that is my um, reflection right now that I'd love to share is that she went to her husband to have a conversation about her enrollment in the program. And her response to me after having the conversation was, I am so, I'm so sad. I forgot which word she used, but a a strong word Mm -hmm. um, conveying that she is so, um, so upset that her husband did not support her in that her husband basically said, well, first you got to get revenue in your business and then you pay for a program that will support you in getting revenue in your business. Uh, And I actually, um, 
I reflected a lot on that and poured into a love letter, which I will probably I'll, I'll publish parts of this letter because it, it, it speaks, it's like an open letter that speaks to all women and men mm-hmm. uh, and perhaps people across the gender spectrum as well and how patriarchy shows up, sneaks its way into our relationships. And what I spoke about was that it is not through any kind of malice, but it is through unconscious privilege that her husband is acting in the ways that are perpetrating patriarchy. Men have always owned all resources. Uh And it's just unconscious privilege that they bring into relationships. And they assume that they also own all resources, even when a woman is also a breadwinner. And actually, regardless of that, it actually doesn't matter if if there is a couple and a partnership. Um, But that ownership of resources is so ingrained in men and that they also get, they, they get to have the last word. Mm-hmm. And and on the patriarchy, not only men have always owned the resources and political power, that they have also been endowed with moral power. And that's very important to understand that men also believe that what they believe is superior to yes. what women believe. And it's very unconscious. It's unconscious. It only shows up in situations like this when the woman responded to me and said, it was my husband's recommendation. It was his recommendation that she starts making money first before she receives support. What that recommendation betrays is that he does not believe that she is entitled to receiving support, support, that she is worthy of receiving support, that she is worth investing in because she is supposed to figure it out. But right. that is such a setup for failure because as we discussed just before, mm-hmm. that's not the way it works. None mm-hmm. of us uh, can achieve any any kind of success with, yeah. in isolation. Um, I have invested hundreds of thousands in, in my personal growth and in my business hand in hand before I saw any revenue mm-hmm. and, and, Same, most, and I'm sure right, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, right. And mo- mo- most people I know, but that, and, and she, she goes along with it. And I, I don't know the details of the relationship, but, uh, uh, I, but I can speak to women and my experience of why we actually why we play along and there are many reasons but the core reason is psd because that's exactly the narrative of the patriarchy stress disorder in our subconscious we are not worthy of support we're not worthy of being invested in and there is that subconscious fear that what if what if what if i fail but actually the greatest fear is what if I succeed? What if I succeed? What if I succeed? I'm going to be out earning my husband. That relationship is dead already. So I'm like that, that like, uh, I don't know if she knows that, but most women subconsciously know that if they're in an oppressive relationship with a partner who does not uh, give them that, that support and does not see their greatness and is not ready to show up, they know subconsciously that it's just a matter mm. of time. And that is a great predicament. You, 
uh, you probably see it in your work too. This is a great barrier to women actually getting on the path of healing and growth because subconsciously they know as they grow, their relationship is doomed. And it's, it breaks my heart because this is the state of the union right now. This is the state of many unions under patriarchy that they, the only glue that holds them together is patriarchal conditioning and women settling. Yes. If women stop settling, there, there will be so many more divorces, but that's not what I, or separations, but not that what I want. I don't want that. I don't want my work or any Uh, personal growth or healing work to be contributing to that. I want to see strong unions, but that requires both partners on board. That requires both partners. It starts with awareness. That's why, you know, all our clients have their partners, if they're in a partnership, reading PSD. Starts with reading the book together. We have launched a program we're rolling it out now that is a bonus for women who are in our year long program, the thriving circle, which is added a bonus of the men's thriving circle, wow. because we want to support men in healing PSD, because we know that a woman will only go as far as her relational container yes. will allow. Yes. So we want to help men heal and come up with our women. And we already have same sex couples. We have women who are both on uh, they're in a partnership and both on this journey so we know how it supports the partnership and going to the next level and men is the new frontier for us so so um i'm not sure if i'm answering your question you are relationships (laughs) there is so much to say about that right and i'm thinking about the flaw of the freaking asking permission like that's really what it is and what women still do in relationship. I remember the company I used to work for, you came to one of the events. Um, I remember women would like want to sign up for the next level business program so bad, but they'd be like, Oh, I have to ask my husband. He's probably going to say no. Oh, and they would collapse. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Why does he get to make decisions? Well, based on what you're doing for your business or your body or your life or your happiness, like, that is patriarchy. That is patriarchy. We don't get to choose. It's like our husbands are like our dads. They like, daddy, is it okay? Like that's, that's still where we're operating from most women in relationship. Yeah. And, and that is what we have known. That's what women have known forever. Men have, let's just make things plenty clear. Men have owned women. Yes. Thousands of men have owned women. Yes. So Just because that ownership is no longer legal, well, in some ways, there's a a lot of shit in the legal system. And thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for for changing so many things. And there's still things that need to be changed. I just want to really like take a moment to honor to honor her. And it's like I've been grieving for in 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 the past few few days first it was um rbg passing then there was brianna's decision there's just so much stuff that's being uncovered right now not going too far on a tangent i just want to say you know the fact that we can have credit cards in our own names thank you rbg the fact that we can get a mortgage in our own names thank you rbg the fact right so many things Um, 
And so we have these freedoms, but we're not using them fully. There, there are very few women property owners, by the way, there are very few women who mm-hmm. actually own property in their name without a, um, a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and even exercising our right to use credit. I, uh, I'm, I'm an outlier, I guess, or, or maybe it's, it's been necessity that has put me in this situation, but I'm grateful nonetheless. I enrolled um, at Columbia in, in, in the master's program when I was a new immigrant. I was new in New York City and I, wasn't, I didn't qualify for any student loans. Um, and so mm-hmm. I put my entire tuition on credit cards. I took out 0% APR credit cards for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I had good credit. And, and that was me investing in myself. And um, I was single at the time. Uh, and and then, then I wasn't, but I was still making, making financial <laughs> decisions. And there is just something to be said. There's a lot to be said about how our subconscious plays along with the patriarchal conditioning and how when men are not conscious of their conditioning, they play into that as well. And it's important to understand that for something like healing PSD or or going to the next level of your, your business, whatever you are doing right in your life that requires that extra support, oftentimes men are not going to be able to recognize the need for that because they were born into the world where everything has been, the entire society has been saying to them, from before they were born and throughout. You can be anything. You can be president. Look, all presidents have been men in the United States. You can run a a huge corporation. Look, um, like more than 95% of CEOs of Fortune 500 have been men. And um, women have received the opposite message that no, you don't look at the presidents. There's never been a woman president. Look at the makeup of who, who is on top, who, who has money, who, 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 who runs the world girls, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Let's look at the evidence. It's nice to sing, sing along yeah. And, yeah. and make, make social media posts about how women around the world, but wake we don't. up. We, we don't. don't. And in order for us to change it, we need to be very sober about the fact that we don't and that our nervous systems know that and that we need to heal and bring our relationships along. I'm also very clear that the healing of the world hinges on women's initiative, but men are just not sufficiently motivated because yes, they have wounding too, plenty of it, but it's laced with privilege. It is not motivating. It's like white people and racism. It is not terribly motivating for white people to work on uh, dismantling racism. Not terribly motivating. And unless we own that, unless we understand that, things are not going to shift. So there's a lot that we can so much. It's so, it's so powerful to hear you. And I'm so grateful for you and this work and to name all of the things that women are secretly suffering and shaming themselves about and bring it to light because I believe in credit and thank God I would not have been able to start my business without putting, you know, money on a credit card. And I also want to bring to light the 
shame around asking for help around relationship. I work with couples. I don't only work with singles and Mm -hmm. the shame that I I feel very strongly about it because I'm seeing it, especially in COVID, right? They don't invest in their relationship. They invest in things that won't actually help them transform, but they're afraid to take a stand for the kind of relationship they want. And every couple that's transformed their relationship, I appreciate hearing you say that women shouldn't have shame around initiating the change. Like that feels really important. Um, And I know there's a lot of heaviness around that too. Like I shouldn't have to. Right. Um, I hear that a lot. And it's just the the sobering of, you know what, it's okay that it's me and my relationship will either thrive and grow or I'll have the courage to end it and bless it and release it rather than the painful drama divorces, you know, that we've seen thrive or die, thrive or die, baby. That's that's the right right now. No, no more surviving, no more suffering, sacrificing and settling. That's how we got to the state of the union we're in right now in the world. It's by, so right. Is by tolerating, tolerating things. We, we should not have been tolerating. Yeah. It's, I always think it's phase two, like phase one of any movement, phase one of the me too movement, for example, is speaking out. This has happened to me. This is happening to me. This is happening. This is going on. Speaking out, being like we are victims of this thing happening. And phase two is us no longer tolerating shit anymore and being willing to say, no, I will not take that job because you're you're going to pay me way less than you would pay a man. Yes. No, not stay in this job when my boss is sexually harassing me. No, I will like it's us or going on a date and having some guy that's charming you, but you feel sick in your gut. Like, no, I'm not going to go on another date with you because it just doesn't feel right. And that's us. And of course there's trauma healing that needs to occur for us to be in touch with our own truth. And, but like the phase two is us doing the healing and no longer willing to tolerate what we used to tolerate without, I think before phase one even happens, we don't even know what we don't know. We're just tolerating it, but it's all we know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that distinction. Yeah. It starts with awareness. Always starts with awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, I'm curious if you could check in, if there've been any questions. I think everyone, if you have any questions, comment below, if you have any comments. So I have about 15 more minutes. <laughs> yes. I think they're just in, in <laughs> <laughs> totally. We're going, totally. Deep. We're going deep down the rabbit hole, but and, uh, yeah, we, we started talking about, you know, settling in, in relationships. I, I talk about prison guards in my, in my work. These are trauma defenses. This oh. is something that keeps us safe safe um, safe in the status quo, in the invisible, in the prison of what we're allowed to want, how we're allowed, allowed, quote unquote, to live our lives uh, according to the patriarchy. And sometimes they're so insidious and sometimes relationships kind of feed into those. I, I have another example of a woman who um, who joined our um, program and and was so beautifully transparent in her enrollment process and what was showing up for her. She too said that she needs to talk to her husband about her enrollment. And they had a conversation and then she gets back to me and she says, you know, I thought it would take a long, it would take a lot of effort to convince him that I need this, this healing work, but he actually said yes, right away and was in full support. And he wants to do the men's program too. And now 
I'm freaking out because I recognize that it was <laughs> my prison guards who were hoping secretly yes. that he would say no, and then I wouldn't have to do this. Yes. Uh, the status quo would be intact. So it's so mm, also important wow. to recognize where our conscious desires and our what's in our subconscious, they're often contradictory. And yes. you're probably seeing this in, in your work as well. Like consciously, a woman maybe is desiring to find a partner who is like this way and that way and will will be an equal partner in every way but subconsciously she, she it may not feel safe for her she may yes. not feel worthy of it she may not like yeah. all all that psd stuff is there and unless we have the courage to go there and mm -hmm. make the unconscious conscious and sometimes it's only through situations like this that we're like oh shit yeah. he said yes yes <laughs> i get to do this yes um, and I, I, I work a lot with women seeing how they tell themselves a story about who their husband is uh -huh. and the negativity bias or the status quo when actually he totally is amazing and on board <laughs> and supportive, but it's like that that fear of really self-responsibility. And in my work, I say rocking the boat, like willing to yeah. rock the boat in your relationship to let it expand because there's a third force that's holding the two of you. But a lot of times women are afraid to just make the ask, right? afraid of the yes, right? Yes. And also afraid of having the relationship they want because patriarchal structure is not set up for intimacy, not set up for passion, not set up for desire. But then it unfortunately gets to the point of then we blame the men when it's it's part of our subconscious, you know, mm -hmm. bias and our fear. And I am so grateful. I've been through just a ridiculous amount with my husband over the past few years. And I'm grateful that he keeps surprising me, right? That I have to do the daily work of being willing to challenge who I think he is. So I can actually see who he is rather than watch, you know, all the stories I'm telling myself or all the stories that have been present in our relationship. And I'd love to hear, is there any like fun story about just what it's like being in your relationship yeah. um, that you'd like to share? Uh, I don't know if I can um, share a real fun story or uh, maybe something will come through. We do, we are obsessed. We are <laughs> obsessed with in the work, both of us. So we are, we are just geeking out on it. We are like pinky in the brain. Same thing. We do every night pinky in the work, right? <laughs> Trying to uh, change the consciousness in the world, right? <laughs> That's what we're up to. And, um, and I, I think it's just um, the every I'm just looking at other relationships, right? Um, and the relationship that we're in now, where we are committed to going deeper, and what what makes that possible? And in other relationships where there is maybe not enough awareness or not enough tools or not enough safety or all three to go deeper. That's what keeps people stuck in the safety of mm. dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And it's not satisfying to either 
side. Yes. And there are stories, as you said, about like, oh, yeah, it's it's my husband's fault or it's like whatever the story is. And we have been fortunate to have been doing this work for um, for many years on, on both sides. And there is this commitment and obsession with how, how much can we uncover, how much we get to heal in this lifetime and really how good can it get? And I think this is that, that growth edge that is continuing, um, that how good can it get that also creates a lot of turmoil in the system, right? Right now, um, just what I'm working on right now, which is um, had a walk in the morning. That's how we start our days. We go on a walk or a hike and, um, and we do inner work. We connect, we do inner work. Oh, it's usually a couple of hours. That's how we start our days. And um, what I'm working on right now is really allowing and integrating the next level of expansion and how, how good can it get? And it requires the next level of vulnerability and the next level uh, of vulnerability access to that requires the next level of healing. Brené Brown said that trauma, the biggest thing trauma takes away from us is our access to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So I'm dancing with the traumas that are coming up now mm -hmm. that like I can feel the need for that next level of vulnerability because I can feel that there is so much more I can let in of his love and, and my love and our presence with each other but it requires that vulnerability and it's the next level. And that's scary, scary, scary. In the beginning, when we just got together, we used to um, kind of check in with each other. Like how much of my love are you actually letting in? I'm mm -hmm. telling you, we're so, we're so geeky, which is like <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, and it was around 30% for both of us when we checked in. And what a waste, what a waste of good resource. 30%. I was only letting in 30% of his love. He was only letting in about 30% of my love and we kept working on it. And then now there's a greater percentage and the, there is more, there's that hunger and thirst for more. I want it all. And how good can it get? And, and that's, and that is the opposite of settling, right? In settling, we're just in that safety of like, okay, it's good enough. Like how 2%. much can I bear? 2%. 2%. I mean, like settling, it's like that much of letting love in. Yeah, that's out. actually what it is. It's like, oh, I just want him to see me. I just want to be intimate. But then like ter you're actually terrified of that. And so you don't let him see you. And you choose the partner who really has nothing to give. Yeah, yeah. but also like the, the women who say that, but also can't be vulnerable and can't actually share what's really going on. And it's not our fault, but that's, I, I mean, that's happened with myself so many times. I just want to be deeply connected. And then it's like, there and it's like, ah! <laughs> like, like all the barriers go up mm, exactly 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 and that's what that subconscious agenda versus the conscious agenda right and um so just now on the walk uh, he just held space for me um where i was unpacking so much telling him stuff from my life i i never got a chance to to share i guess i just never went there just unpacking it and where the deeper levels not only where i didn't feel um safe growing up and where where the traumas were but i was also unpacking today where i actually did feel super safe and had a super supportive and luxurious experience, which interestingly, like I, uh, 
I didn't know, like I didn't go there. So I didn't know how much of that, those riches I had in the vault in escrow. And this is something that we teach our clients to, to open, right? How much of that, that joy and pleasure and goodness and safety they actually have, but they haven't really integrated. And I was just for a long time, unpacking that all of those experiences that as a child, like my, my parents would, would, uh, would, we would go to the seaside every, every summer and how safe I felt there. My body felt uh, uh, so active and amazing. All my senses were engaged. I had such freedom. I, that was the only time pretty much I saw my parents because other than that, they were just working and I saw them happy and I saw them connected. So it turns out I had those reference points in my system as well. I just didn't go there. And now in the effort of creating how good can it get and the next level of expansion more as a new normal and receiving more love and making it safe, I needed to go there and teach my system. See, you already know, you already know it's already there. You just need to actually like spend more time there versus on all the like things that made you unsafe, made, made you feel unsafe where you've been mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, and And that's a growth edge right now, right? How much of that can I integrate into my system? How much that feeling of like really the luxury of connection and um, being in my senses and being with others, et cetera, et cetera, that can become the new normal and that can become safe. And part of how it becomes safe is my partner witnessing it with so much love, infinite, just holding space for me, reflecting it back to me. Um, And because we have those mirror neurons, we need the reflection of others, other humans to reflect back to us. Yes, I see you. And I see you not only in your woundedness, but I also see you in your wholeness. And I see you in your how good can it get? I see you in your joy, in your pleasure. And this is your normal. And and this is, so I'm playing with the tipping point on that seesaw tipping more and more and more and experimenting. How much can I stabilize that? How good can it get is, my normal so that's what's going on in the, in the lab right now <laughs> Next level. i feel that's like that's beautiful. what that the way you describe your relationship is my um sisterhood that's like all my friendships that's what we do with each other and for each other and, and that's that so precious continual like this is who i mean Catherine does this for me every day this is who you are kate harlow she says that in boxer oh like gosh. every day <laughs> um this is so precious i reach out to, to my sisters too and they're is just something right that it's it's different in your partner and it's yeah. different in the sisterhood yeah. like there are different aspects of us that we need different humans to reflect back yes. to us yes it's so true oh so beautiful okay before we go i thank you so much that was such an epic next level of the conversation <laughs> and so if you have any questions um and you're watching this later today um just comment below and um, sh- can you share some more about your trauma training that I think Catherine and I are both- The thriving together? experience that's coming up. Trauma oh training. It's like the negative <laughs> version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
thriving <laughs> experience. It's the thriving experience, right? Thank you so much for asking. And I am just so thrilled. I didn't even realize when scheduling it that it falls on the same week as the election, election. in the US. So wow. we will be literally three days post-election. And no matter what happens, sisters, <laughs> we're in it together. No yes. matter what happens, we're going to ride it out together. It's mm -hmm. time to rise no matter what happens. As we know, it's just like, I mean... I mean, I don't even want to go there, but we, we, we see, we see this patriarchy yeah. ready to implode. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be here to ride the wave of this big collective energy, um, November 6th through the 8th, the thrivingexperience.com is where you can learn more and register. It is free to attend. It will cost you your life. It will cost you your old status quo, um, conditioned, imprisoned life. If you're ready to part with that, if you're done decorating the prison cell with mm. like accomplishments and nice rugs and lamps and what have you, <laughs> come and join us. You will find a phenomenal sisterhood from all over the world. The thrivingexperience.com. And this one is, is going to be centered around how PSD shows up in the body. So everything from sensuality to how we mm -hmm. carry ourselves, how we embody our power, our voice, how we embody the change we want to see in the world, how to take our, how good can it get, right? Our pleasure, mm -hmm. our embodied experience, connection, intimacy to the next level. Ooh, I just wow. got goosebumps that time when you said, how good can it get? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, how good can it get? I we love won't... it. I love that you're doing this work in the world. It is so needed and thank god for this new anchor yeah. psd yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere and this is this is it together we rise this couldn't be more i feel like this is the most aligned interview we've had um i mean every yes. woman we interview is aligned but like this what you teach is so directly linked to to Catherine and my mission mm. um so thank you Thank and we'll so make much. sure that the link is posted below and make sure your episode is shared all <laughs> around the world constantly. And yes. we are so, so grateful for your time and wisdom. And I feel like the, the anchor that I experienced from you is not, not only PSD, but also like we can heal. And that's yes. what I feel like I am so alive in my body right now, listening to you because that was what I needed to hear at the beginning of my healing journey. And that's what Kate and I stand for too. It's like, there is a thriving experience. Like yes. there is yes. healing, there is joy available, no matter what, no matter what you've been through. And thank you so, so much. This was an extraordinary conversation. And I am beyond grateful for you, Kate, to have this platform <laughs> and that Dr. Valerie, you brought your expertise to us today so thank you yeah. thank you so much thank you so much Catherine and kate such a pleasure to be with you thank you for your sisterhood and including oh, my you. vision in yours i love you i, I love you, you too thank you <laughs>